Hey everybody, good morning. John Millen with Benefit Hackers. Sorry I've been gone for a while. I just was spent 10 days in Paris, France. Um, part business, part pleasure. And today's episode is some something I learned on that event. Hanging out with 40 of the top agencies in the nation for a particular company that we work with. And today's episode is about what do you do with employees that don't take your core medical benefit offering? How do you... Uh, what types of things can you provide to them? And here's the discussion I had with the VP of the company. And we were talking about this, that so much energy and effort is spent on certainly the medical plan, the core medical offering. That's usually the most important benefit that a company can provide, uh, right? Even more important than dental or vision or anything like that, because you can, you can go bankrupt on medical bills, right? You're not going to go bankrupt on a vision issue typically or a a dental bill you will go bankrupt if you don't have medical insurance and and or you will spend a ton of money if you don't have a good medical plan out of pocket so there's so much energy spent around that which totally makes sense um, because of you know it's an expensive usually the employer is paying at least 50% of the employee only rate now if you look at the average costs spent you know, an employer is probably going to be spending between $200 a month and maybe $400 a month minimum per employee. Now that can be adjusted, certainly down a little bit, up a little bit, but let's just say two to 400. So let's just call it $300 a month as a national average. And you have typically about 70% participation out of your employee base that will take your group medical plan. Others will be on a spouse plan. Others will be on um, the healthcare.gov plan, others will be on TRICARE, maybe even Medicaid and Medicare, right? So you're typically not going to have 100%. So let's just call it 70%. So what do you offer the other 30% of the employees? So if you have a company that has 100 people, full-time employees, 70 of them, let's say on average, will take your core medical at a cost of 300 bucks a month. But there's 30 employees that don't take that benefit at all. And yes, they may have other benefits like employer-provided life insurance, maybe short-term and long-term disability, which is great. Um, Maybe some other perks that you provide. But why don't we take care or at least provide something to that 30% niche of employees that don't take your core medical? And what I learned is that you can offer that subset an employer-paid fringe that is more supplemental health driven. And what I mean by that is it's not a disability plan. It's not life insurance. It's not pet insurance. It's not legal plans. It's supplemental health. It helps with out-of-pocket expenses for those employees for any health-related issue, even though they may not be on your core medical plan. And at first, when I was talking to the VP, I was like, wow, that's I've never thought of even mentioning that as an option because so much energy is put into that core base of employees that take the medical. But if you think about it, if you're going to spend $300 a month for someone on your core medical plan, why wouldn't you be willing to spend $300 a month on someone that's not taking your core medical plan? Like, why do they get a pass, so to speak? Why do they get... I'm not going to say less benefits, but they kind of get less benefits because you're dumping all this money in for those on your core medical, which totally makes sense, right? I'm on board with that. 
But would it make those other 30 people feel like, well, you know, just because I'm on a spouse plan, why don't I get that? Now, what you could do are a couple different things. And talking to this VP, you know, she said what you could do certainly is a company could try to offset it on income. But then, boy, you're getting into some issues maybe legally, right? You know, how do you manage that? That's a tricky slope to get on because you don't want to incent people not to take your medical that's not a good approach because some employees may say, hey, I'm going to waive medical, not have anything and take an incentive to not be on your medical. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an attorney. So I don't know if legally that's what I would do. I'm just thinking as a business owner, like I have a business and I pay for benefits. Like what would I do? That's probably not what I would do because I want them to take the core medical for their support as well as my support as an owner to attract and retain talent. And if they get into an issue medically related, expense related, I don't want that to be a stressor that detracts from them, which ultimately impacts the business. So that's why we provide benefits, right? If you've listened to my podcast, because employees are either an asset or a liability. And if you think of them as an asset, then the benefit spend is either an expense or an investment. So many people view it as an expense, which it is on the P&L, but it's really an investment in that asset. So you want people to take your core medical. It's not about saving money, like having people not take it to save money. If that's your, if that's your thought process, then you need to reevaluate your, reevaluate your philosophy. So anyway, so what do you do with the 30 out of the 100 that don't take medical? Well... You know, how do you, you don't really want to just give them $300 a month because then you may influence people not to take your medical and take the money. And that's, I don't think that's the right approach. So what if there was a benefit that was like 30 bucks a month that you could provide them? Wouldn't that be at least something? Now it's not 300 a month, but it's not money. You're giving them the value of insurance that to you, the owner with HR or CFO, the, the cost for you, the investment for you is $30 a month of an insurance package that is worth thousands of dollars, easily worth $3,600 in insurance value. So I don't know if you're following me here, but let me give you an example. I'm going to try to keep it um, just very simple. So a hospital confinement insurance plan means if you get admitted to the hospital for an accident or sickness... This pays a lump sum benefit to you of anywhere from $500 to $10,000, depending on what plan or what carrier you use. It's a general plan called a hospital confinement indemnity plan. Well, that plan that pays out, let's say, $1,500 might only cost 10 bucks a month. But the value when it's triggered is, 10, is over 10 times that, right? 10 bucks a month, 120 a year pays out 1500 that's over a 10 times leverage factor using insurance it's like a crowbar but you only paid 10 but the value to the person receiving it is 1500 dollars so that's what i'm suggesting and it's similar with health insurance you pay 300 dollars a month the value of the health insurance the out-of-pocket maximum value is six seven eight grand plus just what would happen if you didn't have it, it would be unlimited. It could be a huge liability if you don't have any insurance, health insurance. So what if you could provide your those employees a, let's just call it 30 bucks a month package that 
really was worth $3,000, almost worth kind of what you're spending on the medical side, you're giving them an insurance value. And that's what I would propose. I would propose that you look at those types of packages and there are several that we have available, have been offering in different ways. Like we use it on on a company that says, hey, I don't want core medical at all. I don't want to go to that expense, but I want to give something. So we do like a 20 or $30 a month benefit bundle that's paid for all employees. We've been doing that. But what struck me on this event with the VP is she said, well, when people take the core medical, you're doing something for them. But what about the other 30%? I'm like, oh, wow. I was kind of ignoring them, like not doing anything. And so now we're going to start proposing an employer fringe. It's supplemental medical offering. It's not health insurance, but it's an insurance benefit bundle that has the value of at least three or four or $5,000 in a year for them. An insurance value that will give the appearance of, hey, we care about you, whether you take our medical or not. If you don't take our medical, we're providing this benefit as well. And could you spend more? Could you spend $300 a month on a bundle? Absolutely. Um, I'm proposing that you may not need to because $300 a month would provide $30,000 of insurance value. So... To me, that's not, it's a little extreme, right? You're, you're, you're not, it's not equal. It's not equal value in what that person is receiving. Remember, insurance is leverage. Insurance is, is not a one for one calculation ratio called leverage factor. You pay a dollar of insurance premium, typically is worth six, seven, eight, 10, 15 times that money that you spend in insurance value and what the person receives. So that's why I'm not a fan of putting money in an FSA card for like a $30 flexible spending account or a $30 HSA. You know, I don't know if you could do it feasibly or legally. What you could do legally and feasibly is say anyone that doesn't take our medical gets this $30 bundle of insurance. You could do that. I think you get into tricky ground when you're trying to carve out like who gets FSA money, who gets HSA money, HRA money. You know, there's all kinds of complications then because they're not on your core medical plan. But what if there was a package that didn't matter? Like it, it didn't coordinate with core medical. It didn't coordinate with any other issue. It doesn't coordinate if you're on Medicare. It doesn't matter if you're on TRICARE. It doesn't matter if you totally waived coverage and you're uninsured. This bundle will protect that person for, let's say, 30 bucks a month. So... Let us know if you want to talk more about this. There's several ways we, we can do this. Again, we've been doing this for a while already. But this new twist is, what do you do for those people that don't take your core medical? Why don't we provide them some supplemental health coverage? It's employer paid. These are unique products um, that they're not going to be able to find on the open market. Like There's several that I use that you cannot just get on the website. These are employer-sponsored packages they only can get through an employer. So I hope this helps. Check us out at BenefitHackers.com, at PPGSolutions.com. Also, HackMyBenefits.com is a great website. Um, Or feel free to call us at 804-459-8100, 804-459-8100. Or email at sales at PPGSolutions.com, sales at PPGSolutions.com. Hope this helps. We'll talk soon.